Okay, so this week on the podcast, Mr. Brad Gibson, you've been uh, so Brad. Like, if if you followed Primos at all, then for like the past, you know who Brad is. How long? How long have we turkey hunted with you? I think the first trip we did was nine years ago, I believe. Yeah. Maybe ten now. I mean, I, everything I think was yesterday was six months ago. So, like, I can re- I can remember watching uh, spring turkey DVDs like well before I worked here, right? And they were hunting Osceola's with you down uh, here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been close to ten years now. Yeah, I would I would say let's go back and look. But like my first Osceola I ever killed was with you. Yep, very memorable hunt. One of my favorites. Yep, it's been a. But then. Uh, you know, I think we come down with the uh, – how many years? That was my second spring. So, that's had to have been three or four years ago now that that happened. Yeah. And then me and you got became buddies, and you let me come down here and hang out with you in the summertime and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah. here's the reason, like, why – well, one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast with you is, like, obviously, during the summertime, there's not much for hunting going on. Mm-hmm. and everyone's fishing right and uh also because like i i firmly believe being from you know me being from central mississippi being from you know like spending on if any time of water i spent was mostly fresh water because i live three hours from the gulf mm-hmm. I, I know so little about salt water anything any kind of recreational salt right. water you saw that yesterday very mm-hmm. inexperienced <laughs> right yeah uh but i also like i think i think florida like in itself has like so it's got to be on up there and like i don't know if there is like a i don't what am i trying to say is like like florida has like so many opportunities for hunting and fishing yeah there's like a variety there's so much variety there's something to do every day yeah every day of the week every month of the year there's something we can go do right you know we're not froze over you know, yeah. I mean, um, you know, from fishing salt water, fresh water. I mean, we have hundreds of lakes around here. Right. I mean, right where I live out here on Lake Okeechobee, we're an hour to the east coast of saltwater fish, or we're two hours to the west coast to yeah. fish, you know, the Gulf side, you know. So there's always something to do. You're not doing the same thing every day. And that's what keeps a lot of us going around here. I mean, yeah. like we don't get bored with anything. Yeah. You know, we can we can go hog hunting tonight. We can go bass fishing tomorrow and the next day we can go saltwater fishing right we can go turkey hunt tomorrow you know there's, there's just, always something to yeah, do around here there's just opportunity and it's it's like and there i mean again if you're from florida if you're from stuff like this you you probably wouldn't have the only thing i can liken it to is my experience in the past two days is almost to the equivalent of what i see when i take someone i guess like turkey hunting or deer hunting for the first time because I saw so many things. Like, again, like the first day we went fishing, we were on Lake Okeechobee. Uh-huh. And you were like, you see those riffles in the water? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he, like that's a manatee. And I'm like, oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I mean, you see them all the time because you're right. out there. You got right. fishing trips out there. Uh-huh. I've never seen a manatee. Right. So that thing sticks his head up to get some air. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> freaking out over there. Yep. At it. And Brad's like, what are you doing? It's just a manatee. <laughs> right. And then – uh um the the next day we go to saltwater. Mm-hmm. We see a sea turtle. I've never seen a sea turtle. Right. Much less. Oh, this was the got to be one of the coolest parts of the day. So, I mean, you know, if 
I guess if you had anywhere kind of along the lines of the same interest, or every kid watched some National Geographic or Animal Planet growing up, and you've right. all seen mm-hmm. videos of those baby sea turtles. They hatching, and then they, they crawling, crawling out, out beach, and, you know. Out to the ocean. You and know. Uh, you sit, you're like, hey, Lake, look right there. And I look over. I mean, this is when we were trying to catch bait, so yeah. we were very close to the beach. Right. We were within 100 yards of the beach. Right. Correct. And uh, – we realized what was happening. Then there was a large crowd of people on the beach. They must have been watching those tur- those baby turtles hatch. Absolutely. Yep. And one of them came swimming right by the boat. Right by it. Thing could have fit in the palm of my hand. Yep. And that made my day because I'd never seen that before. Right. It's just, it's and so. the funny thing is, it wasn't 30 minutes before that. You seen your first, the big adult turtle. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It was a, probably a three or 400 pounder. Yeah. You know, huge. and then we're catching bait 30 minutes later. Then one of, could have been hers it could have yeah. been another one but you know that little baby that you know it's the size yeah. of a half dollar yeah you know comes right down the, from right down the side of the boat it's just a whole like yesterday was again a, like to for i guess the florida natives it's like you know it's just kind of i don't it's something that you do all the time kind of like you know deer hunting for me back home it's you know something you used to seeing but I, it was like a whole different ecosystem i got introduced to right i got a little snorkeling around i did right there in the inlet i thought that was so cool right that water looked like it looked prettier than pool water. Right. Yep. There's fish swimming around, and saw a barracuda. Yep. And the, I don't know. If, I had I had a blast. Um, one thing I want to get to. So like the main goal yesterday was to try to catch a Goliath grouper. Correct. Which almost worked out. Didn't exactly work out. Right. Which my fault. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got took to the tool shed. Yeah. That thing whooped me. But the thing that's like, like interesting about Goliath Grouper to me, like, so the first introduction I had to him was, I, I, it was a YouTube video. I couldn't even tell you who it was. I right. just saw a video of someone like hooking into this giant fish with a fishing pole that looked like a pool stick. It was so big. Right. And see this huge fish. And I didn't know, so I didn't know what it is about him. But like down here, like to the natives down here, y'all, y'all really don't care for Goliath grouper that much most of us don't for right. sure i mean um all these wrecks and reefs that we dove for years and fish for years you know um they've always been here right you know but um back years ago you know you could fish for them right you know now it's illegal to keep one and it has been like that for a long time i don't know exactly how many years but um just like that wreck we dove yesterday right you know um that wreck when we were younger, um, loaded with 15, 20 different species of fish. Uh-huh. We didn't see three different species of fish there. Yeah. Most of them were little small bait fish. Right. All the bigger fish, the bigger snappers, the groupers, lobster, um, permit, pompano, all that normally hangs out around there. You don't see them no more. These things have ate everything. They just go and wipe it out. They just wipe it out. I mean, they get on a wreck or a reef, you know, and they just go. You've seen how big they are. Yeah, I mean, a, lot of, a, a small one we've seen yesterday was probably 200 pounds. Right. We've seen one yesterday that was roughly around 500 pounds. That's what blew my mind. Right. Because I knew they were big. It's kind of it, it, like the first time I ever saw an elk in person. You know they're big, but when you see them with your own eyes, you're like, oh, my gosh. Right. Yep. These are the same way. I mean, yeah. you see a lot of these videos because sometimes the videos, they don't look as big as they actually are. Right. You know, underwater until you actually catch him and bring him up and you're right. you're holding him you know in the water there and he's three times bigger than you are right you know um but they just gorge themselves on everything if they can get their mouth on it they'll eat it i mean look at the videos on youtube and the internet eating sharks yeah. you know anything that somebody's got hooked 
they eat it before it gets to the boat. Right. I mean, so the, I, my opinion, and there's plenty of them out there right now. Yeah. I mean, there's not a wreck or reef or dock ledge in Florida that doesn't have one on it. Yeah. The thing that's interesting to me is like hearing hearing y'all the natives talk about them. They kind of sound like just lit, like the first opinion I formed them is like, man, they sound like the wild hogs of the ocean. Like, right. cause they sound like they just move in and just clear this stuff out, just destroy it. Yeah, pretty much. So what's interesting to me is that they're protected. Right. Like, is there, do you know any of the reasoning behind that? Like why it's that well, way? They were, they were, um, yeah, when they were, um, able to catch them recreationally and keep them, yeah. you know, they're easy to catch. Right. They'll eat anything you put down there. You know, and the numbers did go get really low. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in our opinion, we've all said it, you know, let's let's do a uh, like a permit. You know, you get one a year or, yeah. you know, um, a, a draw system, maybe where you draw a, a, a Goliath group or tag or permit. You right. know what I mean? Um, and, you know, let, let's get some of them. You know, yeah. not, we're not saying let's go out there and let's wipe them all out right. nobody wants to do that at all yeah but if we want to catch one to eat or whatever there's plenty there for us to right do that, yeah you know what i mean and it could help keep it in check to where they don't just wipe out everything because right. like I, I don't have the stuff to compare it to like you and gabe were talking about yesterday mm-hmm. but i know what i saw in that wreck yesterday like you said it looked just like a barren right. something wreck but there was nothing down there years but, ago when you dove that wreck I mean, it just looked like a aquarium down there. Right. There's, you've seen the video yesterday. You've yeah. seen with your own eyes. There is, there's nothing there. Yeah. It's just them. Yeah. You know, a few little bait fish, but that's it. They just come in there and take it over. They come take it over. Yeah. Everything. So to my, yeah, in my mind, it doesn't make sense why that wouldn't allow to be regulated. Right. You know, but. You know, we've heard, knows. we've heard, you know, that they're trying to figure out how to do it, you know. Yeah. Um which the tagging or the permit or however that's going to work that way. Right. I think that would be great. I think they just got to put it together and figure out well, how it, they're going to do it. And like I said, as many of them as there are and as many of them as you talk about them, it seems like you, you know, seems like they could at least like try some feelers, you know, because right. I, I don't think you, it's not like they're going to wipe them out in one fatal swoop. I wouldn't no, think. No, but um, I, they should start out slow, I think, you yeah. know, and let's see how it goes, you yeah. know. Um, Just so interesting. Like, and again, like yesterday, like we, the one we, the first one we hooked into, or any of the ones we hooked into, like legally, we'd have to pull. We could pull them to the water, right? And but you could not put them in the boat. You cannot put them in the boat. You cannot bring them out of the water. Um, get in the water and take your picture. Yeah, you, you have know? to jump in there with them, right? <laughs> and hopefully, all them bull sharks we seen early in the morning. No, thank show you. Up. <laughs> no, thank you. No, yeah, me and sharks, we don't jive. Um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about is uh. Cause that's not not just popular here, but it's like like bow fishing. Uh-huh. Bow fishing has become popular everywhere. Right. It's like so many people's favorite summer pastime these days. Right. Yep. Do y'all, do y'all do that on Okeechobee a pretty good bit? Okeechobee right? and uh, see, you know, bow fishing is huge in the north, up in the north. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is yep. big. You know, uh, huge. It why it has never taken off down here like it did up north. I have no idea. Right. You know. I mean, there is a ton of species of fish mm-hmm. in Okeechobee that we can shoot. I mean, a ton of them from mullet to catfish, tilapia, you know, gar, bowfin. Mm-hmm. There's a, and, and when we do bow fishing trips out there, I mean, you're talking about in a four or five hour trip, 
thousands of shots. You know, that's with three yeah. or four people. You know, right, it's right, nonstop right. shooting. You don't go five minutes without a shot. You go, you shoot, you reel your fish in, or you miss, and you're shooting again within a minute or two. Right. You know what I mean? At, at tops. And why it's not that big down here? I mean, a lot, a lot of us locals do it. Yeah. But as far as um, people coming from other states to do it, I don't know why they don't. I yeah. mean, we have such a good wreath of clean water, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and just millions and millions of fish. Yeah. I mean, it's nonstop shooting. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these species, not all of them I named, but a couple of the species I named are invasive species. Right. There, there's no limit. There's no nothing. I you mean, just keep shooting them. You just yeah. keep shooting. They want them all out of there. Yeah. You know, we want them out of there. Um, um, but I tell you what, we, we've been doing it. I've been bow fishing like a Okeechobee, uh, probably 20, 22 years now. Right. You know, and, uh, I remember me and a couple of friends of mine started doing it and you didn't even hear about nobody doing it. I mean, we were back then there wasn't, we didn't even have any resources around here to buy any bow fishing equipment. We, yeah. we were taking, you know, old aluminum arrows, yeah. you know, old, old arrows and we were drilling holes in on the tire strings too and <laughs> we were taking field tips and drilling holes through field tips and running some wire through there yeah. and bending it back you know yeah. what i mean and um using old zepco reels with like 80 pound mono <laughs> you know i mean we yeah. had the we were taking uh grade eight bolts and and screwing them to our uh our risers of our bows yeah taking plumbing straps and strapping the reel down <laughs> to it i mean some of these rigs we used i mean it was a joke compared to what's out there It'd now. It'd be funny to have a picture of some of that. Oh, I probably do somewhere. I got yeah. one I could dig up. But, I mean, the rigs we used were, oh, my goodness. I mean. Yeah. Makeshift. Makeshift in the, in the barn at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Let's try this. Let's try that. You Red, know? Redneck ingenuity. Uh, at, at the highest level. When I tell yeah. you this stuff, we were drilling holes through aluminum arrows and field tips <laughs> to make fishing heads. I'm not joking. We made yeah. a bunch of them. Some ideas weren't great. Some didn't work at all. Yeah. You know, but all, trial and error. all trial and error. <laughs> but I tell you what, we were having a blast. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. nonstop shooting out there. Yeah. Know? And we would take our old, it, we didn't have bow fishing bows. Right. We were using our hunting bows, pulling, yeah. you know, 65 to 75 pounds, you know. And <laughs> Goodness. We, you couldn't turn them down to 35 or 40. Or, yeah. You know, they wouldn't able to do that. Now right. you got bows that can be adjusted. It's a matter of a few seconds out there. Yeah, and, you that know, are made for that kind of thing. And are made for that kind of thing. We have rests that are made for it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, I don't even want to get into some of the rests we made. I mean... <laughs> You'd shoot one arrow and they come flying off your riser. You right. know, oh my goodness! But <laughs> it's been around a long time. I just I've never figured out. You know, with me being an outfitter guy down here um, for as long as I have, and a lot of my friends, some of us have tried to you know advertise bow fishing. Yeah. You know, and we we do book a few here and there. Just nothing very substantial. But it's, it's not like it's never taken off, and I yeah. have no idea. I mean, we've had a few bow fishing tournaments down here, invited people from out of state, and. You know, never have any of them show up. You know, it can't even pull people from North Florida. Huh. It's like not a huge interest in it for some reason. And in a tournament, you know, um, I won one uh, just last year here in Okeechobee. Wasn't a big one. I think we had a dozen or 14 boats in it, you know. Yeah. And um, we shot uh, um, 900 something pounds of fish in a four hour trip. Gracious. That's, that's including drive time. That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. And most of them, 95% were tilapia. Yeah. You know, 
Um, there was a couple mullet in there and a bowfin or two, but yeah. 95% of them fish were all tilapia. Yeah. Explain that tilapia is one of the invasive species you're, it, you're it talking is. about. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's invasive, um, you know, but our bass and stuff do feed on the little fry and the young ones, you know, right. uh, you know, up to six or seven inch ones. But, um, you know, they, um, they're pretty good to eat, you know, too. They're not mm-hmm. the best food in the world, you know, out there on the lake, but, um, they're not farm raised ones, you know, right. Um, so, you know, we do eat them a lot of times. We give a lot of them away to, you know, some locals that do right. love them, you know, but, um, the main part of it is getting them out of the lake. Yeah. You know, that's the main thing. Cause there's so many of them. There's I know. What the, yeah. The millions. first day we saw a ton of them and then how many, I guess it was two summers now I came down here with dad. Right. That we, yeah, they were, we saw one spot we pulled up to, I can't remember, but they were everywhere. We actually saw somebody bow fishing them that day. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, it's just something we do a lot in the summertime. I mean, it's you know there's 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 no turkey season there's no deer season you yeah. know what i mean um there's something to do yeah you know we get on the airboats or it's something we could do at night on the airboats with lights or we could go out there in the bass boats during the day or john boats or yeah everybody it don't matter what kind of boat you have you can go do it out here yeah you know you don't you don't need a bow fishing boat yeah to go do this that was one of the questions i actually wanted to ask you is like because because we get that a lot and like i've been bow fishing a few times right. I'm not enough to consider myself you know someone to like give someone sound advice right but that was you know like how do i even get started or you know how do i do? i'm like man i don't i don't know <laughs> right i mean it at nighttime i mean we, I, I have a uh a flats boat and an airboat and um at nighttime you know we take the airboat you can get around in shallower water easier you know with the airboat and stuff like that um or a duck boat with a mud motor of some kind but uh, when the lake's up and uh, they're out there in that, you know, two foot, three foot of water, mm-hmm. you can take any boat you own. A, a John boat, a flats boat, a bass boat, uh, heck, a pontoon boat at that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, as long as it can float, you can use it. It don't matter what kind of boat you have. Yeah. You know? Um, right now, the lake's very low out there. And um, so all the boat fishing trips I did in the last month, you know, they've all been on the airboat. And most of them at nighttime. Mm. You know, the fish hold a little bit better at night to the light, you know. Right, I mean? right, right. And it's cooler right now. It's, you know, we're our heat indexes right now in 101, 104 yeah. every day. It's supposed to be 105 heat yeah. index. I don't want to be out there bow fishing right now. No, I don't blame you. But it was you know, very hot yesterday on that salt. Yeah. Yeah, 9, 10 o'clock at night, that temperature dropped 10 or 15 degrees, you know, and it'll be a little more comfortable. Right. You know, so we'll, we usually do a lot of nighttime stuff right now yeah. when it's this hot. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it's fun for everybody. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's not a, it's not boring. My, like it's the farthest thing from boring. It's my constant. S- my son is sixteen now, fixing to be seventeen, and he's been bow fishing since he was, I think, seven or eight years old. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something. Any my wife loves to bow fish. Anybody can bow fish. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a uh a first timer yeah by the end of the night they've got it figured out yeah you and that's know, the that's one of the beauties of it because it's not like you have a certain you don't have to have a certain weight on your bow no. you know i mean you you can you can you know, like i said it's pretty much a come one come all whoever wants to right exactly i mean most of your shots are within eight or ten feet of the boat right you know, i mean they're right they're yeah. really close you know a foot or two of water at the most you know yeah. and it's just it's something everybody can do you yeah. know what i mean like there's not many things that as far as hunting or fishing fishing yes but not in the hunting side of it i consider that boat fishing hunting right yeah um there's not many things you can hunt with four or five people at one time and everybody enjoyed it at the same same time i mean if you're deer hunting you're in a tree stand by yourself or Mm -hmm. one person or if you're in a turkey blind it's just one or two of you yeah you gotta be quiet you gotta be quiet you know you can't cut up and have a good time you know uh bow fishing i mean 
four or five of us can go at a time, you know, yeah. you know, and everybody's got a bow, everybody's shooting, you know, kind of, oh, you missed, you know, and it's picking <laughs> at each other. Or yeah. like, you know, it's just, it's something that it's one of them things that everybody can do and have a great time. Yeah. You know, I'd agree with that. I think that's probably why it's gotten as popular as it has in other places. Cause right. like, so you hear so much about it now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the main reason why it's not as big here as it is a lot of the places mm-hmm. is because we have so many other things to do like we talked about you really ago. you really do you know you got people that this time of year are thinking saltwater fishing they're thinking bass fishing. they're thinking all these other things you know and um you know so we, many people yeah. do so many different things which makes sense i mean like again like bass fishing alone like right. like i mean take for like my dad is already mad enough at me that i'm at, i'm down here without right. him and, and we c- got to go bass fishing and of course we're sending him pictures the other day and well yeah you know i mean what do you <laughs> like the fir- that first that first good when you call i'm like you got to send that to your yeah. dad right now <laughs> primo's takeout seat you don't have time or money to waste on something that won't work well for you our Braska mix gives you a fast-growing plot that keep deer coming back from early season to late. Low-till and minimum ground prep makes the Braska mix a seed blend that works hard for you while you don't have to spend too much time working on it. Check it out now at primos.com. We came, that's been, that's two summers ago we came down here, and he's, he's still, I mean, heck, I'm still talking about it, too. It's a, like I said, Florida's, I don't, like, I guess maybe, it, I mean, you can't really call it a sleeper state because, every, like, it's not like a hidden thing, but until you come down here and experience it, and like my first experience was turkey hunting, right? And then now, I've, you know, we've done some saltwater fishing, some bass fishing. I mean, there's like I, I just can't talk about how much there is to do down here. Right? Like it's like a it's a sportsman's paradise. Right? Exactly. It really is. It is. I mean, there's something to be you can do in the outdoors every day. Well, even th- there's um quail hunting. Quail. I mean, quail's not. I mean, they're most of them. You know, like um release quail but i mean right how yeah. fun is that oh, yeah <laughs> so much fun it is so much fun yeah. um you know and um you know look at our hog population i mean yeah they yeah ain't, they ain't nowhere we can't go any ranch or farm around here and we can't go hog hunting yeah. you know what i mean um you know they're not as this i don't say they're not they're we're a lot more open country down here than, mm-hmm. than a lot of states so it's a little bit easier for us to hunt them than like where you're from and mm-hmm. some other states you know that are all woods you know what i mean we have a lot of open pasture land you know and the woods are not real thick so they right. don't have as many hiding places and they're not as i don't know how to say this but they you know they just don't get away from you as easy right you know what i mean yeah. they're a lot which easier. isn't a bad thing because they're hogs right yeah. and, and they're easier to control down here than they are in states up like where you're from right you know, everybody i talk to up that way is how hard they're managing their deer leases you know or you know their farms and they're destroying them we for the most part they're not destroying farms down here as bad as they are up there. Really? You know, just yeah. because we're able to hunt them a little easier. Gotcha. You know, they're a little more open. We can, you know, have a lot more shots at them in the fields and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, we're not hilly or rocky or nothing like that. Yeah, it's pretty flat. Like, it's pretty flat. flat, you know, so it's easy to get around, easy on the dog, for the dog hunters that hunt with right. dogs, you know what I mean? Uh, I remember growing up, it was nothing to go out with a with a set of good dogs and catch twenty five or thirty a night. Right, you know what I mean. It's you and your buddies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I don't do that as much as I used to. Right, I'm getting a little older and don't want to be out all night long hog hunt. <laughs> you know, yeah. I used to run and walk miles into my dogs. You know, getting them out of some places. You know, or whatever, tying them, and dragging them yeah. out to the truck or whatever. And now, if I can't drive up to him, 
I don't want to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. And that's that has not has no uh, shortage of popularity. People, it's like people can't get enough of hog all hunting. across the country. You know, cannot get enough. We of had it. a conversation, I think, just a day or two ago, about like. You know, I was, when I was, you know, a teenager growing up, you know, and out of high school, and I hog hunted five or six nights a week. I loved it, you yeah. know, and um, it's just one of them things, like, oh, my goodness, like, I don't even want to go hog hunt no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I did so much of it yeah. for so many years that, you know, uh, the only hog hunting I do now is when I'm guiding a hog yeah. hunt. You know, yeah. I, don't, um, I don't go out and do my son, like I say, he's 16 now, and He's starting to get into some of it, you yeah. know, and, and going with some friends and whatnot. And, um, but that's how I was at that age also, yeah. Yeah. you know, but it, it's crazy to me that over the last, what, 10 years or so, it's just like the craze across the country. It's, it's huge. It, it's huge. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, I've killed thousands of these things or caught thousands of yeah. these things. I Probably that. most of them because you had to well, or you needed to. Well, a couple of farms and, and you know, and ranches and stuff that I that I worked for and managed, some of them, um, you know, we had to control them. I right. Mean, we, had, we had, you know, a lot of crops and, and fields, and uh, we had to keep them in check, yeah. you know, to um, to keep everything in production. Yeah. Let me, ask, let me ask you this because I know, like, especially at home, like, like we, it, it's common knowledge like hogs are terrible on farms absolutely mm-hmm. horrible they ever cause problems on like like orange groves and stuff or is that yeah they do uh for the most part you know they um you know i've been in the citrus business many years down here that was my main background what i did for a long time and um you know they're going to grab the low-hanging fruit yeah you know what i mean um probably the biggest destruction they do in the groves is um you know, some of your young trees rooting around them and stuff like that. Right. But like your um, your sprinkler systems under your emitters yeah. and stuff like that, that for your irrigation, they they tend to want to chew on them and stuff yeah. like that. Now you got a water leak out in the middle of the grove, right. you know. But for the most part, they're, they just eat the fruit that falls on the ground. Gotcha. And w- the fruit that hits the ground, we're not, you know, we're not picking it up and yeah. selling it anyhow, yeah. you know. Um, so, um you know, they'll root up the bottoms in the roadways, which makes it rough on the tractors yeah. and the trucks getting around there sometimes. Um, but not, like, detrimental. They're not detrimental to the citrus gotcha. groves, you know, as far as the actual tree or yeah. the fruit itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they're going to get that low-hanging stuff, yeah. you know, if they can. I was uh, just curious about that because I know how big of an industry citrus yeah, is down citrus here. Citrus is huge down here, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. as huge as it was because of all the different um, diseases and stuff we went through over right. the last 10 or 15 years. Right. Um, but still a huge industry down here and um hogs have to be controlled in the groves there's no doubt about that yeah um most most groves everyone i know of and they do a very good job of keeping them out with trapping mm-hmm. it could be from trapping them with steel traps or when i say steel traps i mean like a live catch trap right or you know hunting them with with, with you know firearms or whatever yeah. or even running dogs you mm-hmm. know what i mean um catching them with dogs and removing them you yeah. know um, there's a lot of different methods that they all use and they all do a good job with it. Yeah. I mean, they keep handling Everybody it. knows somebody that hog hunts. You yeah. know what I mean? So even if the grove owner, or the grove manager doesn't, ain't a big hunter, he knows somebody that is. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be more than happy to go in there and remove those <laughs> hogs. He's not going to have to beg him to come get them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably, I mean, like I said, it's part of it. Like at my, I think I, we just talked about this on the last podcast, but I, like my, I got a cousin in, uh mississippi has a big farm mm-hmm. he tra he i mean he'll hunt them sometimes but like he traps them because he lit i mean he has to right and they'll, they'll, wipe, they'll wipe his crops out right wipe his, i mean it's 
it's like a necessity for them. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Destructive things. Oh yeah. Nasty things. Uh, like how that one more like hog question, and then I'll we'll we'll change topics. Like how many do you think? Like in a year, like if you like on a year that you do a lot of guided hunts, like how many think you'll you'll I mean not you'll kill, but you know you'll be in on a year, pretty high number. Um, over a hundred. Yeah, I mean, or so yeah. guided hunts a year. You know, right. what I mean, we we'll, we'll take that many out on guided trips throughout the year. Um, but you know, between the guided trips and personal. I would say a couple hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that and I don't do a lot of it. Right. I mean that's that's not a lot of days. Yeah. I mean that's um now back, you know, for one big ranch that I I was uh I worked for, um we have done that many in just a matter of a couple of weeks before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it was just such a big piece of property that um I mean held them and oh, my they goodness. populate so Oh fast. my goodness. I mean it was nothing to see thirty, forty, fifty in one pack in one field yeah you know what i mean and um you just sit back there and pick them off you know yeah. i mean them fields are so big i mean you could get you eight or nine or ten before they got out of the field you mm -hmm. know especially if you had somebody there firing away with you oh that's yep. crazy stuff right florida's a crazy place a lot of stuff going on well i could keep asking questions but we do have fishing to do this afternoon yes we do yes we do so Some more bass fishing. Yeah, more bass fishing, more pictures to send to dad to you uh -huh. know let him know that we're here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. But um, yeah. So definitely, uh, guys, listen to this. Things to things to take away. Like one, uh, if you haven't heard of Goliath Grouper before listening to this podcast, like just go to YouTube and type in Goliath Grouper and mm -hmm. watch some of those videos. Crazy. Yep. Like they're crazy how big they are. Um, um, bow fishing. I hope we answered some of the questions y'all been asking about that. Um, if you're ever looking for, you know, turkey hunting, fit bass fishing, every, you you got everything, Brad. I, I'd sit here and rattle yeah, off I a get, list. And, you know, I get asked all the time, you know, you know, you're just a bass fishing guide and crappie fishing guide. And I said, yeah, I, I do that. And some people say, well, you do just turkey hunts, don't you? I said, listen, if it hops, walks, crawls, flies in the state of Florida, I do it. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a lot of your guys, a lot of your guys are just bass fishing guys or right. just saltwater guys or just turkey hunting guys or alligator hunting guys. And I go from one season to the next, yeah. whatever's in season or the time of the year, that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we do a little bit of everything. Yeah. We, man, we didn't even get to talking about gators. That'd be a whole other podcast episode. We I mean, saw you, like I mean, a, you got to come back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do a alligator and turkey podcast. The next one. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. So, guys, we're going to sign off because uh, we got some fishing to do, which I'm not upset about at all. Uh, hope you all enjoyed this podcast. So check out some of that stuff we talked about. And as always, thank you for listening.